Hello and welcome to another podcast for the Certificate in Applied Management uh, for Human Services. And today's podcast looks at the assessment for managing service quality and safeguarding. As ever, I have with me the course director, Mr. Brendan Collins. Hello, everybody. It's good to be here and to be talking about this particular um, assessment. Excellent, Brendan. Thank you. And basically what we're going to do is we're just going to talk you through it. There's two elements to this assessment. There's the assignment and there's the online element. So I'm going to talk through the assignment first, or Brendan is. I'm just going to introduce it. So it says define quality and explain how service quality relates to customer expectations and human services. Note what are your customers' key expectations for the service you provide. So that's the first part, Brendan. Could you talk us through what people should be doing for that? Sure, by all means. Uh, just to remind people, if that's okay, Oh, Raymond, fire ahead, yes. Uh, that before that, obviously, just you know, place your uh, discussion in context within, within the introduction. And then the next piece is indeed, yes, defining quality and meeting expectations. If you can imagine that the written assignment part um, has three main bits to it. Okay. Okay. So just to bear that in mind. And the first one is indeed, yes, defining quality and meeting expectations. Mm. So first and foremost, what uh, people need to do is first, literally, define quality. What's your understanding of quality? Um, and making reference uh, to your own work, um, yeah. to your organisation, and also to any interesting or relevant uh, formal definitions that you have come across. They may be in the module, they may be in associated readings, or they may be in research that you have undertaken. But they need to mean something to you as a manager and also to the people who avail of your service. Uh, The other side of that uh, that section on uh, quality and expectations is how does service quality relate to the expectations of the people who um, avail of your service. Okay. So in other words, what are those expectations in general? Yeah. Obviously, if you have a lot of people, you have a lot of expectations. Yeah. But speaking in generalities, um, you know, in general, what are the expectations that people have in terms of, for instance, feeling safe in the service, uh, being respected, having good lives mm. so you can speak in broad terms yeah if however you work with a small group of people and they're very you know they're very mm. distinct about what their expectations are that's absolutely fine too yeah but really what you want to link you want to create linkages between definitions of quality and expectations that people have of service mm. quality so you you define quality you then look at the expectations people have and see do those um, do those match up within your organisation. Yeah, very good. And it's it's interesting service quality in relation to what the customer expects. Very much so. If we go to a garage to get our car fixed, or if we go to if we go to the garage to get our car fixed, or if we go to the um, a restaurant to get something to eat then it's really just, it's that one experience, isn't it? Car fix, something to eat. But for somebody in a service, for example, like there's so many elements that have to be delivered that that have those expectations. So if you're in a residential service, for example, like people are looking after nearly every aspect of your life, you know? So therefore it is that definition, customer expectations and and the the width of the service that we actually provide. Very much so. 
I think one of the key things, that's a really important point, Raymond. Yeah. I think one of the key aspects is really about quality of life, yeah. particularly if we're talking about people, for instance, in a residential service that you yeah. talk about, that if, for instance, people say something like what they want, their expectation really is to have a good life. Yeah. But what is that? Yeah, what exactly is it? And for people, that could be just, you know, just feeling that they're where they live feels like a home yeah. and that they feel safe and that they feel that they belong there yeah. because sometimes, you know, that that's all that matters. Yeah. And I'm, not, yeah. I'm not dismissing other things in other people's lives by any means. But think of ourselves. Sometimes when we just go home, we can put up with everything else in our lives. Yeah. But being home, being safe, being warm, being with our loved ones oh, yeah. makes it all worthwhile. Yes, yes. Um, so... Do you know that's an expectation that can yeah. be sometimes difficult to define? Yeah. Uh, as opposed to you, as you correctly say, you know, when I go to a restaurant, I expect a nice meal, yeah. a nice ambiance, and that's quite limited. Yeah. But when we talk about um, quality of life issues, they're quite broad. Yeah. So that's why I say, you know, if you are talking in broad strokes, that's yeah. absolutely fine. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. that bandwidth. So we have people who may not be used to being asked about their thoughts on oh, service quality actually assessing a far wider bandwidth of quality that may than, than maybe we would in, in, a, in a particular um, experience like a garage or, or a restaurant so just, so just adding that in there and yeah if I could just say to folk please don't feel that you have to cover all aspects of all areas of quality in relation to all the people who evaded the service that just isn't going to happen no so when you talk about when we talk about expectations you 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 may need to give examples of expectations because you only have so many words to to write about this please and it is only one section of the assignment but an extremely important bit absolutely it's just it's just to let us know your your understanding of of, of expectations And the second part of the assignment then, Brendan, is a quality service and a quality system. Could yeah. you talk us through what you would be expecting there? Okay, so this is perhaps a little more technical. It may not be as broad. You'll be, uh, I'm sure, glad to hear. Yeah. So what you're talking about here is talk about a quality service. What yeah. are some of the indicators of a quality service? Yeah. So give some indication around that. And again, you make reference to your uh, module material. Yeah. And then look at some of the elements of a quality system that you're yeah. familiar with. If you haven't worked with a system, there are some systems that are discussed in the uh, in the module. Oh, very so you good. can have a review of them. Again, you're only taking elements of the system. Yeah. And you're t- you're looking at the difference between the two. Yeah. And you'll find that uh, for instance, there is a quote or a reference in the module that says you can have a quality system, and you can have a quality service without a quality system, okay? But you can't have a quality system without a quality service. <laughs> so the key really is, yeah. you know, no matter what we're talking about in terms mm. of quality, we need to focus on quality service. And from the outset, we say quality service provision really is a philosophy. Yeah. It's a belief system. So do we believe that we are providing a quality service? And how do we know that we're doing that? Much of the time, 
we know we're doing it because we receive feedback from the people who are availing of the service. They yeah. tell us things like, I'm happy to be here, I feel safe here. Um, and I'm not saying they necessarily say that every day. It's mm. in their demeanour, it's yeah. in the way they uh, comport themselves. Mm. You always know when people are unhappy, for instance, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you also know when they're also happy. And I'm not saying that we create environments that are the equivalent of paradise, but we, we create environments that where people can flourish, and that's really, really important. Yeah. But note the difference, please, between a, ser- a quality service and a quality system. Yeah. And just see where some of those overlap, and maybe yeah. where some of them don't overlap. Yeah. But again just for the purposes of writing the assignment, if you identify, for instance, three or four differences, because again, you don't want to develop a whole checklist, three or four differences between a quality service and a quality system, and that would be sufficient. If you only have two distinct differences, Mm. that's absolutely fine. Excellent, excellent. And for each of these sections, like... You have an introduction and conclusion. They're each about 250, so that's 500. Yeah. So you have three sections for about 2,000 words. So you're talking about 650 that's per, per section. Yeah. You know. we, uh, on the presentation, the workshop presentation, you'll see that that's, oh, the, that's actually suggested word count. Excellent. It's a suggested word count. Yeah. Again, just on that, please, that if for one section you may have, for instance, 800 words, yeah. and then for another it might be 500 words, and that's, that's absolutely fine. fine. That's, that's fine. absolutely fine. You know, yeah. some sections you may be able to get deeper, faster, really, in relation to, yeah. to what you're writing. So, uh, th- yeah, that's quality service and quality system. Absolutely key. Like, uh, down through the years in many services, I've seen quality systems, but I haven't necessarily seen quality service. Absolutely. And that's an issue because... It, uh, quality service is effectively defined by your by your customers' expectations, and that you're delivering on them. Quality systems may not necessarily capture them, and may also, you know, like sometimes we can fool ourselves by getting accredited by a quality system, and we can think, "Wow, aren't we great?" But what exactly is the quality system measuring, and are we being honest? And it is that philosophy and quality. Deming's philosophy of quality and about that spirit of quality that we need to have. You know, everybody's, they're not ticking the boxes, is the old classic. All these qualities, a lot of it's ticking boxes. You know, that sound recovered, that sound recovered. What it actually is, is the quality of what goes into that box is exactly what we're looking for uh, when it comes to service, yeah. Just on that, Raymond, if you recall, if people don't mind uh, me referring to work that we have done together in another country in Eastern Europe, where we visited a residential service years ago, and there was no quality system in place. There was simply a quality approach. And there we, I think, we agreed that it was one of the best residential services that we'd ever seen in that people... It was a very modest service. Uh, Didn't have a huge amount of money, Mm. but it still had... People really had a great sense of ownership of the home that they were living in. um, And they were very proud and very happy where they lived. And I remember we we were commenting that this was very much a quality service. Yeah. And yes, people weren't defining quality in a very formal way, but they were saying things like, well, this is people's home. Uh, yeah. This is where they belong, etc. Yeah. And that was self-evident. And if you recall, we visited a few times 
and we I remember on one occasion there was a barbecue for instance and uh, the oh, people yeah. who lived in the service were managing all this process absolutely um, was a fine fun. barbecue yes. so that really is the essence of what uh, quality services about yeah. indeed yeah so it is that you know they're not the same thing is really key yeah um, so the third section is implementing quality. So could you talk us through what's expected here, Brendan? Sure. Yeah, and in this case, um, it's about looking at some of the features of implementing a quality system. What, what does one need or what does an organisation need? Again, there is complexity about introducing a quality system or implementing a quality system. So there's no expectation that... People would, you know, talk about all aspects oh, yeah. of this. Okay, so that's the, yeah. the first thing. A bit like what we we're saying earlier, three or four points in relation to yeah. the implementation of a quality system. Yeah. What are some of the things that are needed? If I may, is to consider four things. Okay, so think of the inputs that are within a, an organization. So inputs, you will have covered this in the workshop, it's also in the workshop presentation, but you're looking at all the bits that make up an organization yeah. or a service. I call it the quality cake. So the if you can imagine that you're baking a cake and yes. the inputs are the ingredients. Okay? So are the ingredients just basic ingredients or are they really good ingredients? So are your inputs really good yeah, yeah. Are, are they just okay so yeah. are your buildings okay for instance or are they really top notch mm. are your staff are they highly trained are they highly motivated or yeah. are they just showing up get the picture the next bit is what do you do with the inputs that's when you mix all your ingredients and you start putting them into the oven okay so it's processes so what do you do with your inputs so what's happening with those inputs so it's called processes so your processes are your staff, rosters, for instance, your programs, mm. um, all the different activities that take place uh, within a service. Yeah. So those are the processes. The next bit is what's often measured, and this is certainly in the past, this has been the case, where what's been measured are the outputs. Yeah. So in other words, we talk about numbers served. So traditionally, that would have been your annual report. Yeah. The annual report would have been saying things like, oh, we provided a service to a thousand mm. people and we built 50 new residential houses mm. or whatever. But none of that is capturing whether people have really good lives. So it's I'm sure we've all visited a service, for instance, of the opening of a new a uh, new centre, for instance, yeah, sure. where it's a new building, there's a lovely ribbon being cut by somebody of, of importance, uh, there's great hoo-ha, uh, and it's great, look, it's, mm. it's a positive experience. And everybody's saying, oh, isn't this wonderful? And yet the people who are availing of that mm. service don't have good lives. So that's an output. That's yeah. not measuring the entirety of a person's life. So what we need to do are measure outcomes. Outcomes are what's really important. So in other words, if somebody is trained to do a particular job, mm. well, A, is that something that they wanted? Mm. Uh, B, have they actually achieved that and are they doing the job they want to do mm. as mm. opposed to simply being trained? So outcomes are really important in yeah. terms of people's lives. What, you know, what kind of lives do people have as a result yeah. of going through the inputs, the processes, yeah. the outputs? What type of life? In other words, 
what does the cake taste like? Or is it, has it been burnt? Or is it tasteless? Or is it a really rich, enriching, flavoursome cake? Yeah, And yeah. that's an outcome. Oh, very good, very good. Um, yeah, and that's that's uh, well described, Brendan. Like, yeah, it really is. Like, if you're to say like, for your service, and a lot of services are like this, and really if you're a person-centered service, um, you're looking at um, the key thing for everybody is community and relationships. So those are the outcomes you're looking for. How do you support somebody to maintain relationships, develop relationships with people they may have lost contact with? Um, other you know friends intimate relationships all this sort of jazz and then you have the community so how you're supporting somebody in the community now those are outcomes of a person-centered service how is your service meeting those outcomes is really key um, and how are you implementing that quality and what are the you know what 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 are the processes and what are the inputs that are required to reach those particular aims yeah yep brandon and just on that section please yeah if you could also um identify you know what are some of the key supports or the positives um in relation to implementing a system yeah maybe you've had experience direct experience of this yourselves if you don't maybe talk to somebody who has experience in this yeah in terms of implementing um uh equality system yeah uh, also looking at some of the barriers yeah so yes. what are some of the barriers so for instance some of the difficulty for instance with regulation is that people um are finding that there's a lot of paperwork involved yeah yeah and that really goes against quality yes but that's another day's work but that would be a barrier for <laughs> bureaucracy instance. yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a it's an issue oh i know um, i know and um so we need to consider that in terms yeah. of, well, how do we overcome some of that? There, just on that section, you're simply talking, uh, identifying maybe two or three supports or two or three, and two or three barriers. You don't have to start uh, providing solutions to the barriers. Yeah. It's simply just to highlight them. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I just say two or three as an example. If you only mm. identify one, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Again, it's not about quantity per se. It's about quality, uh, yeah. the quality of the discussion. Excuse the pun, but that's exactly what it is. Oh, very good, Brandon. And th that's really the, the written part of it. Uh, you finish with a conclusion, yeah. obviously, where you summarize and briefly evaluate the main points of the assignment. Like, yeah. And what's the key thing you learned here? Very much so. Again, as we said before, if you can imagine that... Uh, in the introduction, you mm. there are two distinct paragraphs. Yeah, the yeah. first paragraph is to place it in context. Yeah. In this assignment, we've been doing the following. And in the second paragraph, giving some insights into maybe your experience of quality or what you've mm. witnessed in relation yeah, to quality. Yeah. And likewise, in the conclusion, you summarise the main points uh, yeah. in the first paragraph and in the second paragraph, uh, identify, as you say, Raymond, some of the mm. learning you know, some yeah. of your final thoughts on the on the subject matter yeah. as as you shut this down yeah. in terms of the final bits of the assignment. Excellent. Thank and you. then just to remember, uh, sorry, oh, no, uh, right. is Fair just ahead. to remember the presentation of your paper. Um, at this stage, hopefully you'll have begin increasing the number of references used. Oh, yes. Uh, please make reference to uh, other modules that you've studied to date at this stage now you have four other modules that you can make reference to yeah. you don't have to make reference to all four but maybe there's something that you've learned 
uh, that you've come across in the previous modules that you can use, to, please do that, as well as some of the readings that you would um, uh, that you've sourced. Absolutely, and and there's the the College Library Emerald and and EBSCO are, are pretty good as well, sure. and especially in relation to service quality. Actually, it's very good okay. and, and safeguarding. Right. Yeah. Um, and that leads us to the online bit. Sure. And uh, the online bit looks at safeguarding. Just before Brendan talks to you about the activity, I'll give you a sense of where those materials came from. The college Please. was involved with a project with the National Federation of Voluntary Bodies and St. Michael's House and started in 2015, actually. It was developed through 2016 and was uh, launched at the very end of 2016 with support from the HSE Safeguarding Office. And we developed we developed a program that looks at safeguarding vulnerable persons who are, are at risk of abuse. So therefore, that's where that those particular elements of the course came from. It it is available within the college, and the college has actually delivered it to over two thousand five hundred staff at this point across the country, and they they can be certified on on that particular course. Now the reason. We've actually identified it as the focus of the course is, is obviously safeguarding and an everyday approach and what you have to do as your staff and the key message, which is everyone is responsible for safeguarding. But it, it also has a sense of the positive organizational culture. Safeguarding sure. will only happen effectively within a positive organizational culture. And those are the elements we've actually asked you to look at within this online activity. So review the sections that are there and Neve put them up. Um, thank you, Neve. And then identify two elements that you believe are distinctly present or not within your organization. So there's distinct elements of a organizational culture, whether it be person-centeredness, empowerment, advocacy, confidentiality, human rights, I'm nearly sure there's another one, but I forget it. But it's they're all there. Yeah, uh, there's six elements there's six, of it. Yeah. yeah, and just to see if your organisation actually achieves those particular collaboration. Actually, it is uh, actually achieve that particular uh, th those particular elements. It's really interesting, but it really shows. You, it really measures your organisation against those six elements, and it's a it's a worthwhile activity. Is there? Um, it, it, it's the standard for any particular online um, activity so you do one main post basically identifying the two elements and then you respond to three different peers on the course that's the pass standard and obviously again do not deliver all those on the evening of the submission we can see the dates on them they're all date stamped we really want to see a development of this through a kind of a online learning community through time that's what we're looking for so therefore to deliver three on the evening of the submission would even though you might have good quality you won't get as high a score as you would if you actually talk to people throughout throughout the whole period of the module so if you use it wisely you could actually use information from the online activity to support your main assignment anything you want to say on part b brendan no no just to um highlight the fact that um, as we were we were chatting about this before we started this podcast in relation to the focus of this particular aspect of um, uh, the safeguarding uh, material that references made to um, people with an intellectual disability are uh, oh yes so just to stress that the same principles the same thinking in terms of creating a safeguarding culture can be applied to any human service it just so happens that the overall focus, uh, the title was uh, People with an Intellectual Disability, 
but please, if irrespective of the sector that you work in, the same principles apply. So just to bear that in mind, and yeah. particularly in relation to the six principles that Raymond is talking about, yeah. they 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 can be embedded in any any human service yeah. and actually should be indeed. Yeah. So just uh, identify two that are that you consider to be important and to discuss whether they are present or not uh, within your organization and provide your reasons why yeah um, just to say that you will notice that as a unit um, it, it is slightly different than yeah. in previous uh, ways that we, we present material um, and uh, that's you know that's as is um, the the three units uh, the three sections are called modules so please don't be confused no. by that they are literally just sections really um, and you'll see that when you go in and have a look at them the, the material actually doesn't take a, a lot of time to review and oh, no. it's quite succinct and it is very accessible so again just looking at that and looking at the material on safeguarding as a manager you may consider that in relation to maybe encouraging uh, your the people that you work with to maybe do, uh, yeah. complete the mod that oh, particular yeah. module online module in the future, um, but certainly the materials can be uh, disseminated among your staff team and among your uh, oh, people that you manage. So just to bear that in mind, it is, it, it is a good. It's a good resource. Yeah, if you're interested in certification, like contact the e-learning at opentrainingcollege.com. So that's generally it for the assignment. Anything you want to finish off with, Brendan? Or? No, just to wish everybody the very best with it. Um, and we'd be interested to hear how you get on. We look forward to reading your uh, work as before. And um, we'll see you at the next and final module. Indeed. Uh, we'll talk to you again for the final podcast. Thank you very much. And if you think of any way you could think of actually improving the podcast, whatever, please let let us know at eLearning or through uh, your camp tutor or whatever. So thank you very much for listening and talk to you soon.